When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Social Security is one of the most complex and confusing federal programs. With over 2,700 rules, it's no wonder that we're confused about when and how to start collecting and who to turn to for help. Welcome to Social Security Answers from the Experts, hosted by Martha Shedden. In this podcast series, Martha meets with professionals to provide you with the answers to questions about this most important financial decision. And now, here's your host, President and co-founder of the National Association of Registered Social Security Analysts, Martha Shedden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Martha Shedden, and today I have the honor and pleasure of welcoming Tom Hegna to the podcast. Tom is an economist, author, and retirement expert. He has been an incredibly popular industry speaker for many years and is considered by many to be the retirement income expert. He is a retired lieutenant colonel in the Army and former first vice president in New York Life. He has delivered over 5,000 seminars on his signature Paychecks and Playchecks retirement approach, helping baby boomers and seniors retire in the optimal way. He has condensed a great a chunk of his considerable knowledge into five different books. And Tom, welcome to the podcast. I'm so pleased to be speaking with you today. Thank you, Martha. It's great to be with you. So let's start with your story. I always like to um, find out how people ended up where they are. Um, How did you get to where you are today with this professional life centered around retirement issues and you were in the army for a long time, right? Yeah. So I grew up in a small town in Minnesota. I went to college at North Dakota State University on an army ROTC scholarship. I was commissioned in the military. I spent six years active duty, 16 and a half years army reserve. I retired as Lieutenant Colonel in 2004. I spent seven years with MetLife. I was an agent, a manager, a national marketing manager for variable life for them. Then I spent 15 years at New York life. I started out as an annuity wholesaler and and then just worked my way up to be a senior executive officer in the company. I retired from New York Life in 2011. I went out on my own. I've written five books on retirement. I have a PBS TV special, Don't Worry, Retire Happy, that's played in 80 million homes in the U.S. and Canada. And I, you know, now I'm I'm semi-retired. I'm say I'm 75% retired. I'm doing the things that I've told people they need to do, and I'm actually doing it and living it, and I'm having a, a lot of fun. Um, we have a place here in Phoenix, Arizona, for the winners. We have a place up in Flagstaff. Arizona for the summers. I joined a country club up there in 2020. I won the club championship. I was the oldest club champion in course history. I'm literally having the time of my life. Uh, And really because I put into practice Everything that I've written and spoken about that, you know, the PhDs who study retirement, how you should retire the optimal way. And I think I'm living pretty much the optimal way in retirement. Well, all the more reason for all of us to learn from you then. Um, What is it about planning for retirement that requires a really a fundamentally different viewpoint of finances? And 
why can't it be addressed like other financial issues? Yeah. Well, part of the reason is there's a big risk in retirement. First of all, retirement is a lot of risk. You might need long-term care. You know, we might see inflation. They're going to raise your taxes someday. You know, you might take out too much money. There's market risk. But there's a big one, longevity risk, of course, living a long life. But there's a big one called sequence of returns risk that most baby boomers don't understand. And yet it can wipe out the retirements of tens of millions of baby boomers. And, And it all comes down to this. Your entire life as a saver and an investor it was average returns that mattered. I mean, if you get 8% is better than 6, if you get 10% is better than 8, if you get 12% is better than 10. So you grow up your whole life and for 45 years you're investing and saving. It's all about average returns. And yet the day you retire, average returns mean nothing. You can average 12% a year for 22 years, only take out 5% a year and go dead broke. And it's all because of this sequence of returns risk. See, once you retire and start taking money out of a portfolio, average returns mean nothing. What matters is the order or sequence of those returns. So to put that very simply, if you retire and you have a portfolio and you're taking money out of there and the first two or three years of your retirement, the market goes up, up, up. Math and science says you're highly likely to be successful. Conversely, if you retire and you're taking money out of a portfolio and the first two or three years, the market goes down, down, down. Math and science says you're highly likely to run out of money. The problem is none of us know when the market's going to go up or when it's going to go down. But I can tell you this, when we've had eight or 10 years of a bull market and now the Federal Reserve is going to start raising rates and pulling money out of the market, you know, it's a very risky time for baby boomers to have a big chunk of their money in the market, especially if they're pulling money out. You don't ever want to pull money out of a portfolio that's going down in value. So if you're going to be in the market, and I think people should be with a portion of their savings, that should be money that you never take money out of. You, you let that go up and down and over time it should be fine. But if you're pulling money out of an account that's going down, it can quickly enter a death spiral and you could be wiped out. And, and that's one risk that I don't think many baby boomers fully understand. And that's a huge risk. Yeah. Um, you do this yearly economic commentary, which kind of ties in with it about the upcoming year. And you do that every mm-hmm. December. I actually watched your one last year. And I know you preface that with the date that you're speaking. Um, this year, so much has changed since then in the last four to five months. So what what changes do you see at this point uh, that you foresee in the retirement landscape for the remainder of 2022? Well, uh, you know, something we haven't seen for 40 years is inflation. And now inflation is raging um, due to many different things. I mean, uh, you know, we're not energy independent anymore. So now gas prices are all going up. You got the war in Ukraine. That's causing things to go up. You got supply crisis. You know, car makers can't get chips to build cars. And so car prices have been going up. Everything's been going up. Um, Some of this is short term. Some of it could be longer term. You know, when you raise somebody's wages, it's not like you can go in there six months later and say, hey, you know, I'm taking that pay raise back. I mean, that doesn't really work out very well. And so inflation is a big uh, risk that we really hadn't seen a lot for the last 40 years. And so for retirees, they can't just have income for the rest of their lives. They got to figure out how they're going to have increasing income for the rest of their lives. And that's a lot what I write and speak about. So that that is a big change that, that we haven't seen in the past because we've really been fighting deflation for the last 10 or 15 years. Interest rates have stayed very low. You know, negative interest rates. There, were, there was like $18 trillion of government bonds around the world paying negative interest rates. You got to pay them to hold your money. I mean, these are things we'd never seen before. Some of that's going to fade away. The inflation is, is something to, to worry about. And that could also hurt Social Security because they're going to have to raise the Social Security payments. 
uh, to kind of help seniors keep up with inflation. And that's going to put even more pressure on the Social Security system. Right. You mentioned your PBS TV special titled uh, Don't Worry, Retire Happy. Mm -hmm. If you could impart one thing to people listening to our podcast today uh, that would help them retire happy, what would that be? Well, um, all the research shows that the happiest people are the ones with the most amount of guaranteed lifetime income. So it's not whether you have three million or five million or ten million. Those are miserable people because they're losing money in this and they're losing money over there, and they look and it's red on the market again. Oh, I'm losing money. So people with assets are typically not as happy as people who have guaranteed income, pensions, social security, lifetime income annuities. Those are all sources of guaranteed lifetime income. And the research of the PhDs show that you're likely to be happier. And now the research shows you're likely to live longer. That's what a lot of people don't realize. The people with guaranteed income tend to live longer. They have less stress. They don't worry as much. The market's down 40%. Hey, they go play another 18 holes of golf with their buddies. And because they're being paid to live, guess what? Many of them choose to live differently. They watch what they eat. They exercise. They call the doctor when they're not feeling well. And all these dumb, stupid things cause them to tend to live longer. So I think guaranteed lifetime income is a key that you want to at least cover your basic living expenses in retirement. So, you know, whatever you need for your normal retirement living, that should be covered with guaranteed income. That's not where stocks fit. That's not where real estate fits. That's not where bonds fit. That's not where crypto fits. Okay. So cover those basic living expenses with social security because it's a lifetime income annuity. It's a guaranteed paycheck for life. A pension because it's a lifetime income annuity. It's a guaranteed paycheck for life. But whatever you're short from Social Security and pension, the research shows you're supposed to go find an insurance company and buy some form of lifetime income annuity. Again, at least enough to cover those basic living expenses. And if we learn anything from COVID, I think we learned that that's so important because stuff happens that you're not anticipating. And that income comes in every single month, no matter what's going on. Completely. Yes. The pandemic has shown us a lot yep. about, um, yeah, working and finances for sure. Well, and you know, for years people say, "I don't need an annuity; I got real estate." Well, how does that work when renters don't have to pay rent and landlords can't evict them? I'm not against real estate, but it's not guaranteed lifetime income. People say, "Oh, I, I like dividend-paying stocks." I like dividend-paying stocks too, but they're not part of my guaranteed income portfolio because during yeah. COVID, 600 companies slashed or eliminated their dividends. People say, "I want tax-free bonds." Tax-free bonds have been on the cover of Barron's Magazine three times in the last two years because after COVID, uh, revenues went down, expenses went up, and Barron says some of these tax-free bonds aren't going to be able to make their payments. It's not guaranteed lifetime income. So I think you know people have ideas in their minds of these other investments. They can fit, but not to cover basic living. It's not the paycheck. They can fit for the paycheck. See, the paycheck yeah. could be in stocks and real estate, but the paycheck needs to be with guaranteed lifetime income. And that's a wonderful analogy to say it that way. Um, and you've trained hundreds or I, I'm assuming it's probably thousands of financial professionals in retirement issues. Over 300,000 financial advisors all over the world. You know, I speak all over the world. I've spoken in Taiwan, Thailand, you know, all over the place, Europe. And uh, wow. so, yeah. So what financial planning help um, is most needed in those years approaching retirement and has this changed over the years that you've been working in this space 
Well, I think uh, we have more tools now. I think there are more uh, strategies we can use. But, but you know, don't worry, Retire Happy, the PBS TV special has seven simple steps. And step number one is you got to have a plan. You know, how do you get anywhere if you don't have a roadmap or a plan of how to get there? And with that, I say, you've got to work with a financial professional. Retirement is not a do-it-yourself project. I mean, your listeners aren't out there doing their own dental work in their garage with their drill sets. And I don't think they ought to be doing their own retirement planning either. Step two is to understand and maximize your social security benefits, which we can cover a little more. Step three, consider a hybrid retirement. Instead of going cold turkey, maybe do some part-time work or do something that you really like so you can have a little more revenue coming in. Step four, you got to plan for inflation. You got to have ways that you can, you know, have increasing income. Step number five is the importance of having guaranteed lifetime income, at least enough to cover basic living expenses. You know, the Wall Street Journal says the secret to a happy retirement is friends, neighbors, and a fixed annuity. They found that the happiest people were people surrounded by their friends, surrounded by their families who had guaranteed paychecks for life. Step six, they got to have a plan for long-term care. That's the one thing most people forget about. They can wipe out their entire life's work. Step number seven, use your home equity wisely. For many people, their house is one of the largest assets they have. I share ideas there. And then I wrap up with the most efficient way to pass wealth to children, grandchildren, and charities is with life insurance. I tell people all the time, don't leave your kids any money. You're not supposed to leave your kids any money. You're supposed to spend your money. Leave them life insurance because you can do that for pennies on the dollar. And I use me as an example. We got four kids. So one day we're sitting on saying, hmm, how much do we leave the kids? My wife said, I don't know. What do you think? I said, well, if we bought a $1 million second to die life insurance policy, name the four kids a beneficiary. When we're both gone, they're going to get a million dollars tax free. That's $250,000 a piece tax free plus whatever's left over. I said, let's start there. So we bought a $1 million second to die life insurance policy, name the four kids a beneficiary. That policy is completely paid up. The total cost of that policy? 150,000. So now think about that. For 15 cents on a dollar, we get to transfer a million dollars tax-free to our kids. But here's the best part. Who gets to spend the other 850,000? We do. So if people would just leave their kids life insurance, it leaves them to spend the rest of their money. It's, it's, it's one of the ways you can get the most for the least out of retirement. And again, this is the stuff that I write about and speak about. And I can tell you understand it so well. It's probably frustrating to have others just not get it. I know um, I'm really familiar with reverse mortgages. I have a friend who does those and I was enlightened on those a few years back and realized the value, especially out here in California and other places too, where that asset in your home is, is there as a, if not right now, but as a, a last resort sort of insurance policy and everyone should be educated on it. And I get such a negative reaction when I say that. I mean, I, I start with, you know, a HELOC, oh, my equity loan. But then I say, you know, it's really a reverse mortgage. Oh, my parents did that. And, you know, they don't, they're not even open to it. So, yeah. well, um, and that's what reverse mortgages and annuities have in common. There's people that hate those products, but the people who hate them don't understand them. Because if you understood no. annuities, you couldn't hate annuity. If, I tell people, if you really hate annuities, then be honest with yourself and call up the Social Security Administration and say, stop those checks. If you're not going to believe in annuities, you can't believe in Social Security because it's a lifetime income annuity. And by the way, call up your HR department and cancel your pension because that's an annuity too. And they love Social Security. They love their pension. They love their annuities. But there's, and same with reverse mortgages. But, but yeah. here's what I say. I can't change somebody's mind. I say a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. But guess what? I use third-party reference. I use Dr. David Babel, Dr. Moshe Malevsky, Dr. Uh, Wade Fow, Dr. Michael Finke, because 
when you can prove to them mathematically and scientifically these are superior products and by the way reverse mortgage has been written very positively by the american college dr wade fow mary beth franklin don graves these are all resources that show how to use them the right way Right. Any product could be abused if it's used the wrong way. I've seen annuities be abusive. I've seen reverse mortgages be abusive, but that doesn't mean those products are bad. Those products are great products when they're used the right way. Right. And you do hear that across the board. Oh, do not buy an annuity. Well, that, that's so, an uneducated person. But that's, see, yeah. that's good for me because I get to go around and educate <laughs> and teach them. Because right. you, cannot, you cannot find a PhD who study retirement that will say annuities are bad. You can't find one. They all say you got to put them in there because it takes away longevity risk. It takes away market risk. It takes away sequence of returns risk. It takes away withdrawal rate risk. It takes a lot of risks off the table. And again, it's it should never be annuities or investments. It should always be annuities and investments. See, they, they work together. The paycheck is the annuity. The playcheck are your investments. And if you would follow that, you know, it, people would be a lot more successful in retirement. Yep. Yep. So what do you... What does the average uh, pre-retiree not understand about Social Security that you feel? And what problems are created by the lack of not understanding that? How can we address that? Well, I think most of them, you know, deciding your start date is probably the biggest retirement decision of your life. You know, picking the right Social Security start date. And I mean, there are certain people that probably should take it early. You know, if, if both the husband and wife are in terrible health, they might want to take it early. If they have minor children in the house, they got to start their benefits to get those benefits. That might be a reason. I can give some specific people specific reasons why they might want to take it early. But in general, the breadwinner should delay into 66 or 70 if they can. So so let's say you have a husband and wife. Let's say the husband made more uh, money in his career than the wife. If the wife wants to take it early, the lower earning spouse, whoever it is, can claim early. I don't have a problem with that. But the higher earning spouse should wait till 66 or 70 because that check covers both lives. Because when he dies, she gets his check. If he took his early, he locked her into a lower check. So I just think there's so many good claiming strategies and there's 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 good social security software out there where you can plug in your details and it will tell you the optimal time now i may personally not wait till 70 i'm looking at it and i i just got my social security statement it just came today believe it or not and uh but i might take it at 68 my wife will be 66 and but 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 we're thinking about it we're not just I, we're not doing the waffle house scenario where you walk into waffle house with all the wise men sitting around drinking coffee and you say hey what should I draw social security? And they say, man, I haven't read the papers. This place is going broke. Get to getting all the getting's good. 62, 62, 62. That's the Waffle House answer. But that's not the right answer. The right answer is the breadwinner should delay. And I just want people to be thoughtful about it. I want them to use a social security calculator. I want them to work with a financial professional. And if they decide after all that they want to take it early because they want to spend, I'm okay with it. But but don't just don't just reactively take it at 62. That's a mistake for most people. Right. And I find that um, just a little bit of education because I'll, I'll give a, a local seminar or webinar and and um, it just opens people's eyes to what they don't know. They don't even know what to ask. They don't realize the the interplay between spousal benefits and retirement benefits for couples. Um, you mentioned minor children, there's adult disabled children, there's pensions, there's, there's divorces and divorces. previous spouses and yeah. they've been married for over 10 yep. years and they don't know the rules. And yeah. Yeah. It's a complicated um, program. Um, 
Well, let's talk a little more about those insurance products and annuities. Sure. Why? You've really probably touched on this, but I'll ask again. What? Why must one use the products to remove retirement risks? Yeah, yes. well, you can remove longevity risk because it's a guaranteed paycheck as long as you're breathing. Uh, there's no market risk with that product. There's no order sequence of returns uh, with that product. Uh, you help with withdrawal rate risk. So you're taking key risks off the table simply by covering those basic living expenses. The research also shows you're gonna be happier. As I said, the Wall Street Journal, the secret to a happy retirement is friends, neighbors, and a fixed annuity. Time Magazine, lifetime income stream, key to retirement happiness. But now the research shows people with guaranteed income live longer too. You yeah. know, uh, Freakonomics did, did this whole study. It was actually a University of Chicago study. Freakonomics picked up on it, pushed it out through social media. It was a University of Chicago study that studied people who bought lifetime income annuities versus people who didn't. You know what they found? The people who bought the annuities lived longer than the people who didn't. And then um, Dr. Attorney Patrick Tricker just wrote an article a few years ago in the Journal for Financial Service Professionals, where he found that a 65-year-old male who purchases a life annuity can expect to live about 20% longer than a 65-year-old male who does not. And it, it's it, in that article explained why people who have annuities live longer. They don't have as much stress. They don't worry. Um, they, they're being paid to live. So many of them watch what they eat. They exercise. They see the doctor. So when you put all of that together, plus all the research of hundreds of PhDs around the world, Nobel Prize winners like William Sharp and Robert C. Merton. I mean, it's clear you got to have an annuity in that portfolio. You know, 20 to 40 percent of a person's retirement portfolio should be in an annuity. And then the rest can be in dividend paying stocks and real estate and all those. I own all those other products, too, but I own 11 annuities and I don't sell any annuities. I want to be clear. I don't sell any financial products. I don't work for any one company. All I do is I do the research and I speak and I study and I write and that's what I do and I'm just showing people how to do it the right way and it's what I'm doing because I'm mostly retired now too. Well why is it that that there's this big negative attitude about it then? Are there certain annuities that that like reverse mortgages that used to not be federally insured? I mean what is it about annuities that gets everyone up in arms. Oh, I mean, you got guys like Ken Fisher on TV saying, I hate annuities and you should too. He wouldn't own an annuity if it hit him in the head, all right? Uh, you know, there were some bad annuities, you know, 20 years ago, there were you know, 20 year surrender charges, 20% surrender charges. Are you selling it to grandmas, you know, 85 year olds with a 20 year surrender charge? Yeah, there were some abusive sales practices, but the annuities, especially like a single premium media annuity, there's no fee. They say the fees, most annuities don't even have fees. A single premium media annuity is not a fee product. If you're guaranteed 2000 bucks a month for the rest of life, that's exactly what you're going to get. And there's no load, no fee. Deferred income annuity, not a fee product. Fixed annuity, not a fee product. Base fixed index annuity, not a fee product. The only annuities that even have fees are variable annuities or some optional riders. Those are the only annuities that have fees. So when you say a fee, you're talking about an annual fee? I'm talking about... Any type of fee, like a, a load or a fee or a, you know, they, they, they don't, those, those are not fee products. They're called spread products. Uh, let me give you an example. So tell seat. me, explain uh, just a basic annuity. How does it work? Well, people purchase a certain see, amount, there, right? There's, there's, but there's different types of annuities. Annuities have two purposes. Number one, some people use them to grow their money tax deferred. And that could be a variable annuity, a fixed annuity, a fixed index. They just put money in there and it grows kind of like at a bank account or an investment account. And it just grows, but you don't pay tax until you take money out. But the real primary purpose of an annuity is for income. 
it's to give you income for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. You can live to be 180. They could cure cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and you're, that check is going to keep coming, okay? And that's really the primary purpose. And a single premium media annuity and a deferred income annuity, they don't do any growth. Their only purpose is income. Some of these other annuities, variable annuities, fixed index annuities, they can either be growth or income. They can be turned into income or they can just let them grow. But it's the income annuities that are so important in retirement. All right. That's what's so important. And those are not fee products. They're called spread products. A good example, you go down the bank and you buy a CD. Is there a fee to buy a CD? No. Well, is the bank working for free? No, they're paying you 2%. They're lending it out the back door to somebody who just bought a car for 7% and they make the spread. It's the same in these products. They're not fee products, but the insurance company has to make more on the money than what they pay you. And if they don't, they lose money. But you get to shop among all the other companies to find the, the payout that you like. But most annuities are not fee products. Now, if you quiz most Americans, they wouldn't know that. You can quiz a lot of financial advisors. They don't know that. They don't know it. It's just there's a lot of ignorance around the product. There's a lot of misinformation around the product. A good website is protectedincome.org, protectedincome.org. That's run by the Alliance for Lifetime Income. And I'm a senior education advisor at the Alliance for Lifetime Income. And they are, they are a firm that's just trying to educate the public on the importance of guaranteed lifetime income. And there's lots of resources. There's articles. There, you know, I'm not making this stuff up. You know, I tell people, I, I don't care if you buy an annuity or not. I don't sell them. But uh, all the research, all the research of the top PhDs in the world say that you need to have one. And that's, that's what I teach people. And I, I own 11. Yeah. If they were bad products, I wouldn't own any of them. But I own 11. And Dr. David Babel, who unfortunately died last year, but he's in all my books, he had 14 of them. And he talked about it in the movie, The Baby Boomer Dilemma, which would be another great movie for some of your uh, listeners to uh, to watch. The Baby Boomer Dilemma uh, is a great movie that explains why, you know, you need income. Well, that's, I think, my next question. The biggest hurdles to overcome when it comes to planning for retirement for baby boomers, what dilemmas do they face that other generations have not faced in the past. Well, your parents had pensions, you know, they worked yeah, for the company for 30, 40 years. And, and see, uh, the, what's interesting is that Paychecks and Playchecks, the, the first chapter is titled, Whatever Happened to Happily Ever After? Because you read these stories to your kids and grandkids, what happens at the end of every story? Everybody magically lives happily ever after. Well, retirement in America used to be just like that. You'd work for a company for 30 or 40 years. Then what? They'd hold a retirement party. Then what? they present you with a gold watch. Then what? they give you a guaranteed paycheck every single month for the rest of your life in the form of a pension so that you two could live happily ever after. See, they don't have that anymore. And that's why you have to go in and get your own personal pension, which is social security and annuities. That's your pension plan now. And Social Security is definitely an annuity, and it is most many retirees, if not more than half, their largest asset. Right. And they and people just don't realize that they're looking at three to five hundred thousand dollars over their lifetime because of life expectancy. That's for a single person. Um, it's a lot of money to to not really consider carefully what you're doing with it when you. Yeah. And for a couple, it's, it can be over a million dollars. For some, some yeah. of your younger people, it'd be $2 million. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, yeah, they have, uh, you know, double earners. Um, it's crazy. It is. Um, that's the first thing that really struck me when I learned about social security was yeah. I did not understand that full amount compared to the monthly amount. So are there any tricks? I wouldn't want to call them tricks, but tactics that you can find 
yourself often suggesting uh, to people concerning their Social Security claiming decision besides the uh, major breadwinner waiting to claim? Yeah, I mean, look, if they have if they've had a second or third marriage, that needs to be taken into account. Because let's say you were married to somebody for 10 years and they were hugely successful. They made a lot of money, but they were a jerk. You got a divorce. Then you married another guy, much nicer guy, but but he didn't make as much money. You can still claim off of that, that previous husband if, if it works out better. And I don't think a lot of people know some of the things that you can do. And, and I would read up Mary Beth Franklin is a great resource. She she puts out stuff all the time on Social Security. So, you know, whenever you and, and then some people, they work for the government. They didn't pay into Social Security. So then there's a windfall elimination provision. So it can get kind of complicated. And that's why I think it's so important to work with a financial professional who knows Social Security, who knows retirement income. Don't just go with the investment guy. If the investment guy did you good for 40 years. Doesn't mean he's going to do you good in retirement. He or she may not know a thing about about retirement. They know great about building portfolios, but that's not going to help you in retirement. What's going to help you in retirement is risk management and having increasing income for the rest of your life. That's what's important in retirement. So, you know, that's why I think it's so important to find the right financial professional. It is. That's a fiduciary as well, because yeah. looking out for your best interests and like our CEO at NARSA um, says, you know, if you have a new client and they have a variety of different assets and wouldn't you do a review of all of those before you started recommending any steps? And that includes a review of their social security income. Absolutely. But um, I would be careful on the fiduciary to this respect. Unfortunately, there are a lot of fiduciaries out there who are not doing what's in their client's best interest because they're not using annuities, life insurance, or long-term care. So if you find a fiduciary who says, I don't like annuities, I don't like life insurance, I don't like long-term care, that is not a true fiduciary. I call them a fake fiduciary. And there's really no standard. People, Anybody can say they're a fiduciary, but if they're not working in the client's best interest, there's nobody there policing them. So the only way that the fiduciary standard is enforced is through a lawsuit, which I think is crazy. But anyway, so just be very careful. You want a retirement income specialist for retirement, not a portfolio builder, not a wealth manager. You want somebody who knows retirement, retirement risk management, and retirement income. That's what's important in retirement. That's correct. Um, what do you believe are the most common questions and regarding retirement planning that they don't even know to be asking? I guess that's one. Are you a fiduciary? Are you you know, what are some of the questions they should be well, asking? I mean, what I would want to do is I would want to deal with somebody who will take my information and give me a printout saying, here's what your current situation is. And here's what it would look like in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, if you keep going down this path. And here's would be our recommendation. And here's why, because we're going to reduce these risks. We're going to increase your income. We're going to build this to, to leave a legacy to your children. You want to have somebody who can give you the before and after. And then I think that will lead to some good questions. And the best, the best retirement income people I know, they say, here's your current situation, suboptimal, here's optimal. And here's what we need to do. We need to move this here, move that here, get this, get that. But it's got to make sense. Like if it doesn't make sense to you, don't do it. Like you got to have, you got to work with somebody who you trust, who you believe in, who you kind of get along with. You don't want to be with somebody who's a jerk to you or anything. So you want to have somebody that you have confidence in and, you know, even ask them, Hey, so what are you doing? You know, like I live what I've been writing about. It's not like I said, Oh, you guys should do this, but I'm going to do something different. No, I'm doing exactly what I write about and speak about, you know, and it, it's not hard if you follow certain steps 
Like there's seven simple steps and don't worry, retire happy. Paychecks and playchecks is even simpler, four simple steps. You know? yes. And so, the, you know, if you follow just these basic simple steps, uh, you're going to have a much better retirement and probably leave your kids more money if you want to uh, by using these tools and then have a lot more money to spend on yourself. Because the, the sad thing is most seniors are not overspending, they're underspending. They don't dare. Oh, I don't dare touch this. They're, li- they're living what I call a just-in-case retirement. And I used to say to them, and say, wait a minute. You told me when you retired, you're going to join the country club. You're going to buy a new boat. You're going to go see the world. Have you done that yet? Oh, no, we haven't. The you know, market's so volatile. Interest rates are so low. And so they don't touch their money. They don't touch their money. They don't touch their money. Then they die. What happens to money? Goes to kids. What well, the kids do with it? They join the country club. They buy a new boat. They go see the world. I tell people, I want you to join the country club. I want you to see yeah. the world. Yeah. Don't live that just in case retirement. And that's another thing that that guaranteed lifetime income does. It frees you from living the just in case retirement. I know people like that. And it's sad. Yeah. It's yeah. sad. Um, but I think we have to get past the point. We have to be able to go interview these financial professionals and, and really talk to them and test them out. Because it's so true that you have to have a, a gut instinct that this is the right person to work with. Right. And the worst thing you can do is get with the wrong financial professional. Because if you put your trust in somebody who's not working in your best interest, that's terrible. So you want to find somebody who you trust, you believe in a couple of good ways. Find other successful people in your community. Who are they working with? Why do they like that person? What is that person doing for their retirement? Do they have, do they get these guaranteed paychecks that they get to spend every month? Because it's spending. See, People don't realize it's the spending of money in retirement that allows you to enjoy your retirement. It's the dinners out. It's the bottle of wine with your friends. It's the travel. That's how you enjoy retirement. I tell people all the time, I don't care how many millions of dollars you got stashed in some account somewhere. If you're living this just in case, just in case, just in case retirement, that'll do nothing, nothing for your retirement. Spend your money. And the way you can spend it and never run out, an annuity, social security, pension, never runs out. It'll be there every single month for the rest of your life. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tom. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Where can people go? I know, but we'll let you tell them to learn more about you and get in touch and buy your books and do your Uh, training. So I'm easy to find, TomHegna.com. And if they buy any books, they can use the code 15OFF, 15OFF to get 15% off if they want any of that. Amazon, I'm on Amazon. YouTube, I have a whole YouTube channel. That'd be a great, I mean, there's hundreds of videos on that channel um, to include all my economic commentaries and all my, you know, different things. So, uh, you know, they could get a real good feel for it on YouTube as well. Great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Join us every Wednesday for our new episodes when we have experts on all topics about retirement planning. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Martha.